This is the World Cup that just keeps on giving. Not one amid, but two meaningless England-Belgium matchups in the span of a month. Is there anything you, else you could want from the world's greatest competition? I think when they decided to do that in the third group stage match, it was only destiny that they could get here. They could say what they want, could try, but destiny only leads to the same path, Austin. And if you don't try, guess what? You'll get that extra match. To not try. To not try. Again, it's, yeah, a it's lot great. Of, a lot of people are saying, oh, it'd be great to see England and Belgium actually play. No, no, no. The best scenario is that England and Belgium get to do this again after having already done it They once. should have to play the players that played in that game. Well, that was my opinion if they played in the final. But now that they're uh, in the third place game, I want them to have to play uh, the real players. Oh, uh, and just, yeah. I want Harry Kane to score three goals and seal a dumb golden boot. Yeah, what type of goals do you think he's going to score? A penalty, a tap-in, and we, then... Can we get a deflection? Or he need, They don't let him take the free kicks? Mm, Apparently, Kieran Trippier is too good. He yeah, probably, probably should let fair. him take them. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. This is the World Cup After Dark Podcast. I'm Austin Miller. That is Amit Malik. We've got two semifinals to break down. We've got two matches to preview. You best believe we're going to preview the Belgium-England third-place match. Why wouldn't we? Look, my prediction could still come true. Someone could get sent off in the third place game. <laughs> oh, points ahead, Neem. Wow, that would be something. Yeah. You finally get your one of your predictions right. Yeah. It'd be good. It'd be we good. Did. I, uh, all right, let's. They're okay. Yeah, mine, mine were not great. Not great. I had none of the semifinalists. Brazil, Spain, final. The only semifinalist I had was Croatia. <laughs> yeah, look at you. You were on it. Um, all right, let's start with France, Belgium. Yeah. Which went. So. Kind of like you expected. Yeah, I thought this game was more fun than what I expected because Belgium were trying and France were all like they, they the attacking talent was there, but it wasn't like it went also exactly like I expected that Deschamps totally clamped Belgium. I, I, I read a lot of good stuff about tactically. They basically said, okay, Belgium, funnel your attack through Nasser Chadli and just let him cross into the box, which for most against most teams probably would work. You're going to win a header with Fellaini and Lukaku, but it did not. France's defense was really good, and they got their goal, and that was that. And it was really frustrating that Belgium couldn't score, but France, give them credit, executed the perfect Deschamps game plan. Yeah, it was, you could say frustrating that Belgium didn't score, but it didn't really feel like they were going to no. in this match. And Hazard was great, you know. He played really well, and they created a lot, but you're right. I don't think they ever really had enough quality shots on goal. There was that one really good save Larice made on that Alderweireld yep. corner scramble. Yep. Uh, your boy Moussa Dembele. Yeah. Those remember, those who know my Twitter brand know that I tweet only for Spurs and former Spurs to get in the game and do Spurs things. Well, Dembele... Got ooh, the start. You were calling for him all against for Brazil. all against Brazil. I said, who could come on and keep this game settled? He came on and... The only thing that were settled were his legs because they didn't want to move. <laughs> he looked bad. Yeah. He looked. He did not look like he wanted to run. Couldn't keep the ball. Which is not a great look at a World Cup semifinal, if we're going to be completely honest. No. And the problem was they they didn't have another center defensive mid, right? Because otherwise you play a De Bruyne-Witzel midfield two and against France that gets you shredded. And they moved to Fellaini and Witzel against Brazil, which even though the XG says it didn't work, it still... It held them in before they scored. And they're like, okay, so we need a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense, put on Dembele. And he just didn't execute his role at all. Clearly was not the player Martinez wanted. I, there's probably a reason why Martinez didn't start him until now. Clearly not fit, I think. 
Uh, he was bad. It, it made me really upset. And now it's like, do I even want him to come back to talk about that? <laughs> I mean, if he plays well. Yeah, sure. Uh, is Jan Vertonghen sick of playing left back? Yeah. Yeah? You think he so? doesn't like it. He's yeah. He said at the last World Cup or two World Cups ago, like, he hates it. But he just does it for Belgium because no one else happens. Also, as you said before the tournament, Belgium's clear problem is their lack of natural outside backs. Munier was the closest thing they had to a wing back. Got suspended. Got suspended. And then guess who started as right back? Nasser Chadley. Yeah, and that pretty much lost them the game. I think. I mean, I don't know if they had a better option, but France smartly exploited. This was kind of the boring France performance I expected, but they're good. Like I. Yeah, to Thibaut Courtois, who said that France played anti-football here. Like, shut up, Courtois. Every team does that when you did that against Brazil. It's natural to do that. Like, was theirs a little extra scummy? Sure. Okay, it's the World Cup semifinal. How can you blame someone for trying to get to the World Cup final? Yeah. Did I I like what they were doing? No, but that's what you got to do. How embarrassing would it be if, like, they went to shoot, Courtois saved it, and they rolled down. Oh, wait, that's the Belgium-Japan game. Right. It'd be, it would have been ludicrous for France to have done anything differently than they did in this match. And to fault them for that, particularly when you did exactly the same thing against Brazil for large parts of the second half, is misguided from yeah. Courtois. Ed, Ed and Hazard, not like he was playing football. Like, sure, he was dribbling, but it wasn't dribbling to do anything. He was yeah. dribbling to keep the ball away. Yeah. <laughs> At least Everybody time. does this. It's fine. Um... So what do you make of this World Cup for Belgium? The Golden Generation finally makes it to a major tournament semifinal. They knock off one of the pre-tournament favorites in Brazil. They also almost lost to Japan in the round of 16. Is this World Cup a success for Belgium? It kind of has to be, right? No, I think it is. They beat a team that they weren't expected to beat. Um, They showed that when their generation was at its best, they were World Cup contenders. Like, true contenders, not dark horses. I think that label retroactively should be taken off all of the pre-talk, pre-tournament talk hype. They're that good. And the problem is, when you get to play those big teams, which is always the thing I like to focus on, can you do it consistently? And they are probably a little lucky to beat Brazil. Not without out of their range to beat Brazil, but they were a little lucky, and they were a little but unlucky you, you against you have France. to be in a World yeah, Cup. Yeah, that's just like, how it is. Yeah, that's how it works in a World Cup. You mm-hmm. don't go through and win a World Cup just straight, knocking off everybody. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, totally with you. France didn't have to play Cavani. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. If France wins this whole thing, there are going to be three or four things we can point to and say, oh, like, they rode that luck there, right? Yeah. France doesn't have to play Brazil because Belgium beat them, yeah. right? It's it's like that. I, I give Belgium full credit. Give Martinez credit for... Yeah, phone call. Yeah, I got a phone call. Is that uh No, that was an eleven thirty wake up alarm. Oh, oh, oh of, yeah. course, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. You don't want to sleep in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, could that phone call be somebody offering Kevin Vimmer back, back to Spurs? No, maybe? I don't think so. No. Good use for Spurs is that they're they're getting the preseason players back. Yeah. Yeah. They're not getting the, the Belgium guys, not getting the England guys. No Larice, obviously, but Ericsson, Son, and Dobinson all coming back to go Tour play of the, in the Tour States. of the States. Yeah. yeah. You are not going to watch Spurs no. Tour of the States. No, no, no. no. Uh eighty dollars to see Silly Spurs playing in Minnesota United against who? Uh, Milan, Yeah, no, I don't want to see that. Yeah, no, that's a bad use of money. No. Um, for France, they're in a World Cup final. I think there is still chatter that France maybe aren't as good as they could be, which I just... This idea that teams should be something... I just don't get it. France has made a World Cup final. They deserve a lot of credit for that. There can still be misgivings and questions, 
But the fact of the matter is, they've beaten who's been put in front of them. They've gotten to a World Cup final. They have a lot of talent. And they are favorites to win said World Cup final. It doesn't matter that they're not pumping four goals past everybody. Yeah, I think there's a want and a desire in almost all soccer fans to see teams play a beautiful style of football and win doing it. That is the perfect ideal. And just a step below that, in the same vein, is they want teams to commit to an attractive identity and win with that identity, right? That's that's what everyone yeah. wants. And sure, it's worked a few times. And when it does, it's the pinnacle of the sport, I think. If you go back to Guardiola's teams, Spain in 2010, being able to win with, you know, Tiki Taka, right? Like the Brazil teams in the 90s and the 2002 that played the beautiful game, and they really did. Like, they just took it to teams, and it was fun, right? And I think what happens is somewhere around the late 2000s in soccer, everyone realizes, like, we can defend. If we're not, if we don't have talent, what we do have is organization. And every team has that. So, like, sure. Panama, they they tried organization. They had it for a half. But it doesn't cover up how bad the talent was. Right, but so, like, that's what world soccer is. And international soccer, it's magnified. You don't have that much time to train. So if you don't have top-end talent, what are you going to train? Your organization, your set pieces, right? So, like, how many teams can play that attractive style? And it's frustrating. I get it because France has all that talent. But pragmatism always trumps over in the end. Like, you have to get the result. Yeah, and they did. There's no... As much as people like to say that there's glory in losing pretty, you're going to forget about Peru. And Peru lost pretty at this World Cup, and they got you fans. But at the end of the day... You're going to forget about them six yeah. weeks from now. And you remember the champions, even if they did it ugly. Nobody, you know... And the biggest example of this is Greece in 04 and right. Portugal in 2016. They they weren't pretty. Portugal played anti-football the whole tournament. And they still won, Yeah. right? Yeah. And I don't know. I like it, too. I want to see teams play of an course. identity football. You want to. I want to. But, but I think but to criticize them for not is yeah, completely missing that. the point. You're here to win. Right. And if they hold the trophy, yeah. you, you, you got to say job well done to them. Right? right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I, I just don't... I, I guess I get where it comes from because I, too, like watching pretty football better than ugly football. But at the end of the day, I completely understand managers and players making the decisions that give the highest opportunity for victory because right. that's what you should do at a stage this yeah. big. And to criticize them for anything other than that is silly. You yeah. criticize managers for making decisions that harm their chances to win. Yeah, and, right, exactly. And France, you know, it was annoying early in the tournament. Are they shackling their talent? Are they not getting the most out of it? And, you know, maybe they won this, won this tournament without still putting their best offensive foot forward. But they played the best style that Deschamps thought them would win games. Yeah. And it's brought them that so far. Yeah. So France are through to the final. Belgium dropped to the third place game. And it will be France-Croatia. Amit, it is not coming home. No. So sad. So sad. I was rooting for England hard. Yeah, and I, I, I gathered that. Yeah, Kieran Trippier tournament. put put it through. When that free kick hits the back of the net, what are you thinking? I was like, I didn't know. I was like, that's why they let him take it. Yeah. Because he should have to take the free kicks. But now he's going to take them all year for Tottenham. No, he's not. We have Ericsson. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't believe he did it. It looked gorgeous. Yeah. And then I was, I thought like, well, that's it. Like, I don't think Croatia has the legs. And they didn't really. It looked like they were running out of ideas and energy in the second half. But full credit to them. Right? Yeah, this was, England went ahead early, and I think what you would look back at this match is there were a couple of moments for England near the end of the first half where that it. lead could have been doubled. And Harry what, Kane had one that he 
I can't say that he Harry Kane'd it because he's really good. But he Harry Kane'd it. He popped it off the post and off the goalkeeper and gave you the dumbfounded look. Oh, how did I not score that? Because you're not very good. Shh. Didn't say that. Um, and it was like, all right, those are the chances that you have to take. And that's the difference in a match like this. Like we said with Belgium, when you play high-level teams, and by all accounts, Croatia deserves to be considered a high-level team, you have to take your opportunities and you have to take those chances because you don't get very many of them. So they scored the first one, but they probably could have scored another one from there. And then you don't want to say it felt... It's easy to say it felt inevitable looking back because you were right. Croatia looked gas. When that goal... came out of nothing. But the second it went in... Then Croatia was on top for the rest of the match. The, The entirety of the final 45 to 50 minutes, including extra time. That was all Croatia. And from then on, it really did feel like it was only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, no issue with the Parasites goal, right? That's not a high foot. You can't call that. No. Yeah. No, no. That's, that's yeah, fine. Stop. Yeah, I think subbing off Sterling was kind of a mistake. They needed him. Because without him, their offense literally evaporated in the second half. Which, Rashford and Kane are good players, but England's system was just not set up. And I think also the problem, I read a lot of good stuff, especially from Michael Cox, who writes for... English papers, is that the back three hurt them in this game. Because it worked so far, mm-hmm. but Croatia's fullbacks were just overlapping into space and sending in crosses. Yeah, Versalco and Strenic both played they, really well. And that's how they scored that mm-hmm. first goal. And I think maybe you switch to a 4-4-2 because Henderson was also getting overrun. Everyone said Lingard put in a shift. He put in a shift. Deli Ali put in a shift. But they could only cover so much. And there was a lot of space on those wings for Croatia. And I think that I don't know. Southgate, I think, has been a good manager. I don't want to blame him too much for sticking to his guns because it's worked. But you always need adaptability. Right. Right? Yeah, and this could have been a situation where that goal goes in from Paris that you start to realize, okay, we need to change something more significantly you know, than just bringing on Rashford for Sterling, which was the only change made by by either side yeah, in the 90s, which is time. absurd. And it's to incredible. not do that is kind of silly. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I don't, it, it's tough because, yeah. like you said, what they had been doing was working for them. Yeah. Uh, John Stones, dude, you probably can't sleep in the 109th minute of a World Cup semifinal. No. It's a, that's what it comes down to these matches. You turn your brain off for a second, you get punished. That's this level of soccer, right? Yeah. Like, sucks for him, made a big mistake, and he, he, people, big game players know this. Like, you can't make mistakes like that in the moments. And I don't want to say like John Stones is a bad big game mentality or anything like that. No, it's just it's you just can't like, afford yeah, to have you those lapses. And I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure his team knows that. Everyone knows that. He'll he'll probably be the first to tell you like I totally my brain switched off. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh admit we're burying the lead though here with this match because this extra time was as spursy as it could get. Yeah. Look, 90 minutes are up and there's a few players lurking on the bench that need to come in. And I tweeted you can go three or three. First off, Danny Rose comes in for Ashley Young. Second off, Eric Dyer comes in for Jordan Henderson. And then completing the trifecta, Troluka comes in for Manzukic. She came in. Yeah, he did. It after Manzukic scored to yeah. hold the goal. Yeah. Wow. Just the Spursian extra time. All five players on the field Modric and Troluka on the other side. Ali, Kane. Yeah. Trippier. Dyer, Walker. I, I still Kyle Walker. Kyle still Walker's play. a Spurs. He's yeah, a former Spurs. He still plays yeah. for Spurs. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. He yeah. plays for Manchester. I was yeah. hoping it just we got in a tussle in the box, punches were thrown, <laughs> Harry Kane gets a penalty kick for his troubles. That's what he was looking for. I was looking for it. No, it was it was fun for me to watch all that. That's all I wanted this World Cup is all my Spurs players to My Palmeiras player got two minutes at this World Cup. Yeah. Miguel Borja came right. on as a substitute. Jerry, Jerry Mina did you Jerry Mina, yeah, 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 of course. He's he's 
former Palmeiras, is still in my heart. But yeah, uh, Miguel Borja got two minutes and also got injured in training and is now going to miss some time for Palmeiras, which is not great. But more on that on a different podcast. Um, all right, I have a couple points on England that I yeah, want to make. And they kind it. of are in contrast to each other. First, there's probably a lot of chatter that England didn't play nobody. You know, they had this easy group. They played Panama and Tunisia. They didn't have to play Belgium. They played a Colombia team that made a poor tactical decision to play three defensive midfielders, which kind of handed that match to England. Then they played a Sweden team that was limited. And then even in the semifinals, they got Croatia rather than one of the big powers. I don't want to hear that this England team didn't deserve this World Cup semifinal because they did. I don't care who you have to beat to get there because it's a World Cup and you can't control what everybody else does. And it's not England's fault that they got drawn in with Panama and Tunisia. Sure, this World Cup maybe goes differently, but it goes differently for any team if any sort of certain results go another way. England is a World Cup semifinalist. They wholeheartedly deserve it. for their program, that means a lot. They've come a long way. They haven't done this since 1990. And just piggyback off that, like... This is a good for England football. Like, yes. are they one of the best four or five teams in the world? No, but they're getting there. Their talent level is there, and they are playing in a good way. And my second point comes to that. I also don't agree with the sentiment that, all right, this is a great sign for England. It's only a matter of time before they lift one of these. Well, I didn't say that. I know, you yeah. didn't say that, but I've, I've seen that, that it didn't come home here, but it's going to come home. And that may well happen. But I think you have to intrinsically understand that lifting major trophies is excessively difficult. And it is so hard. Your window. Your window can close and weird things can happen. And in major tournaments, flukes occur. Germany, who we've held up as the premier international football power, has won one major trophy since since 1996. Yeah, exactly. One. They won one World Cup. Argentina had the best, one of the best players to ever play it. And they've gone 25 years without lifting one. I think we see what Spain did in in 2008, 2010, and 2012 and think that that should be what everyone should strive to. I think also because... At least on the American side, like, that's how it works in sports. Like, right. I mean, the title window thing still applies. It can close any time. But, like, you build dynasties. It Dynasties don't really happen no, in international soccer. Because it's it's yeah. such a small sample size and things can throw it off. And this England team could very well improve. And they could very well get to a point where they are the best team in world football. But they could still come away empty-handed on major trophies because there's just so small yeah. chances. The there's, best teams don't win. Right. There's one every two years and you're going up against really good teams to win it. In no confederation are you handed the trophy, except in CONCACAF, where it's just Mexico and the United States kind of going after it. But even in there, Jamaica pops in every so often. You know, you get upsets. And so I think this is a massively positive step for England. I think what they've done at the youth levels, they are the current under-17 and under-20 World Cup champions. Those are massive steps forward. But even success at the youth level doesn't guarantee success at the major level. Argentina absolutely ran the under 20 world cup from 2001 to 2007 and they couldn't turn that into any major trophy they almost did they got to two penalty shootouts and got to extra time in a world cup final but they didn't lift that trophy so yes i think england very well could lift a major trophy but it is by no means a certainty because that's just how major trophies work you can be really good and not win it and you can be kind of mediocre and win it if you things break right like they did for greece in 04 and portugal in in 2016 so, positive World Cup for England. I don't think there should be any negatives taken out of this for them. Um, but still, there's a ways to go, and there's a ways to go for everybody involved. And this 
may not be their best chance, but there's a legitimate... You don't know when you... This could have been... You could look back 10 years from now and say, it was the first one and we thought that there would be more, but there just simply wasn't because that's sometimes how it goes. And that's what I think makes this sting a little bit for England. Maybe they weren't ready for this right now, but they could have been. And you never know. This and it's unlikely they're going to get that favorable of a draw right. in a knockout round ever again. And they may not need one to yeah, lift a major yeah, trophy. Maybe if you, they're better, like right. they could beat good teams. But like, but these chances come so few for teams that yeah. you know. I think it, it has to be painful for England to have not seen this one go their way when it very well could have. That's not to say they deserve to win this match, but they very well could have. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, they're gonna re- they're gonna regret their missed chances. They're yeah. gonna regret though their performance because they could have played better and won this game. I think for them, you know, the next three major tournaments they should all be, they should be considered one of the teams to win it every time. But almost no major tournament can you walk in and go, "Is that team's gonna win it?" And they win it. That right. never, that just doesn't happen. No, especially when we're at the point where there's always two or good th- two or three good teams in every tournament that are gonna yep. be capable of beating each other. I think it, you know, loads the die in their favor. They're going to be really good, and they have young talent coming in, but it's no given thing. And also, just think about it. A different manager with this right. team and all this talent isn't being used yeah, the right the way. Very, there's a very legitimate scenario. International in which managing is hard. England shows up at this tournament with Sam Allardyce as their manager, and none of this happens. And they got fortunate in that they had a situation that pushed Southgate up probably before they ever expected him to be their manager. And it's worked out wonderfully. He's a fantastic manager. And as long as he's there at England, I think things will yeah, continue to trend upwards. They'll be upwards. able to still compete in every tournament. But it took a massive break for that to happen. Sam Allardyce had to be completely dumb. Yeah. So, look, positive for England. They should be excited going forward, but you just never know. Yeah. On the other side, Croatia. This was their time. And they took it, and they ran with this tournament. And I don't want to hear that they didn't have to play anybody either because they're in a World Cup final, and that is a ridiculously big achievement for a, for for a country, country of their size. Everyone says that you'll see the stat a million times, but I don't. The population doesn't matter. They're a soccer country, and yes. they produce this team. But what's hard is that when you're in that tier of footballing talent, kind of the Portugal tier. You know, you have you need things to break right for you for the door to open, but they kicked it down, and that's what you have to do every right. time. Even they when took the advantage, even and, when the door opens, you still have to go yeah, through it. Yeah, and look, it was hard. They yeah. played three extra times in three knockout matches. They needed a lot of luck, but they're standing right. They survived, yep. and they, here they go. They get one chance to do it all. Yep. Yeah. Good for that. I'm so happy for them. They, yes. They're they're a country that. You know, has been close so many times. They've always had a good team, but always seemed to underperform. And they've always been right outside the upper echelon of talent. Mm-hmm. I think looking back, we might say on their squad, well, it's silly that we didn't see that they had this talent. But they had I, but this they talent. they had this talent, right? Yeah. That's why I picked them to make the semifinals. I didn't think they'd do this, but I, I saw on them their talent because they have two of the best midfielders in the world. Yeah, who have been ridiculously good this tournament. Luka Modric and Ivan Rakitic have showed up. Perisic behind them has played really well. Mandzukic has been a constant threat going forward. As you said, those fullbacks, Versalco and Strinic have been great. They were great against that back three of England. This is a really good Croatia team. And yes, they got fortunate in some of the breaks that they've gotten, but make no mistake, this is a very deserved World Cup finalist. And they play to their strengths. They have... You know, maybe we can say France in there, Brazil maybe, but they have the best press I've seen at this World Cup. And for a team that's not as big as the other teams, mm-hmm. to, for them to play that press is more of like a it's a it's a strategy that enhances their players' talents rather than one that like you you 
pick a strategy to fit your players' talents, which is usually what big teams have to do. It made their it made their best players better. It gave them a, a toothful defense. Yeah. And the thing is with this strategy is you usually run out of energy at some point. And after playing all those matches, it finally looked like cut out to them. And either that goal just put them on adrenaline, which is more likely, but I'd also just like to say on this podcast that formerly was criticizing the Russians is the Russians gave their needles to the Croatians. How are they not doping? Nah, man, that goal, <laughs> adrenaline, energy, it just pumps you forward. And when you're in the moment, you're not thinking about anything no, else. No, I'm... Look, doping or not doping, yeah, that is what happened. Yeah. Like, that's, I can tell you, the adrenaline pushed them over the edge. But seriously, Ignashevich was probably doing a little something-something. Yeah, <laughs> dude was 38. <laughs> yeah, come on, come, come on. on. Uh, all right, very quickly, England-Belgium, third place. The storyline is probably the golden ball, golden yeah, boot. Yeah, Lukaku boot. scored two and catch Kane. Yeah. Or what is it, Kane has five? He has six. Oh, yeah, he's going to catch two. Four penalties. No, three penalties. Yeah, three penalties. Two tap-ins and the deflection. deflection. Plus a penalty made in the shootout. I mean, what does my face look like right now? It looks like a face like I'm tired of Harry Kane scoring these garbage goals. It's all right. It's all right. The best month of the year is coming. August. August, baby. I have a great tweet. Harry Kane got too close to August. His yeah. powers were waning. Yeah. He's only good in June. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch England-Belgium? Might. I, I might. Will. I will. I know I, you will. It's yeah, your it's type great. of football. Yeah, it's I great. Mean, I love meaningless football. I love mediocre football. I love teams not caring football. Something's going to happen. Somebody's got to win. The thing that's nice about third-place games is they're usually open. Yeah. You see some good goals. Right. And I think both, from what I've read, both of these teams will approach it. They'll make rotations, but they're not going to rotate as much as they did for that stupid yeah. group stage match. They wanna, they're they going to play, and yeah. it also looks better if you have third place sure. rather than fourth. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's a chance on the world stage to go out and win. Like, you know, yeah. go for it. Uh, pick for this. I just want to end in a draw. 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Belgium on penalties. Courtois yeah. takes the final penalty. I'll, Yams it past Pickford. I'll buy it. I buy that's, it. That's that's, that's all I need to say. <laughs> all right. Now the match that everybody else cares about. Idiots. France, Croatia. France are clearly the favorite here, right? Yeah. They're the favorite. 538 has them at 60. Um, and I think it's probably a little more than that. But I don't know. It, it's you can never really say it's it's more or less given mm. that I France is France is good France is the better team they have more talent up and down their roster and they had an extra day off an extra day off and also have not gone to extra no, they time have yet. not and Croatia has gone three times but clearly we've kept saying fatigue would hurt Croatia and it hasn't yet France is the favorite and they have more talent and they're gonna play a style that limits the margin for error mm-hmm. so um, Modric. Conte, a matchup everybody wants to see. Rakitic, Conte, also a matchup everybody wants to see. I think the wingers of France against those fullbacks of Croatia, how far do Strinic and Versalco go up? What can Mbappe and Griezmann and the rest of the French do? Can Olivier Giroud score a goal? Did not look like he was likely to score No, it doesn't look like he ends, but I don't think he, doesn't he needs need to. to. No. That's not his role, and he plays his role really well. Does the dirty striker work. I hate that it's called dirty. Like yeah. it's Okay, he's not scoring goals, but he's doing what strikers do. He's good. The other players can score. Griezmann is a, more of a goal scorer, so mm. is Mbappe. Is Dayon Lovren good? No, he's not. <laughs> Look, he. I thought he plays well when Croatia. Watch him when he plays for Liverpool. Liverpool's not good because of him. Mm. He's a good center back, as in like probably above average on the international level, above average at elite team. Uh, no, above average at like good teams. 
But like all the elite teams in the world, if they were having a center back draft, he wouldn't get. I wouldn't. He wouldn't yeah. get picked. Yeah, he's not that good. I also have no idea how he did not get booked in that semifinal yeah. because he had like three different fouls that should have been a yellow card. He was literally just like coming into Kane's back and yeah. hurting. Lovren, look, he's a fine center back and he's played two aggressive pressing systems, so I guess he's a good pressing center back. But watch, go watch Liverpool's defense this year. He was not good at defending in space. Yeah. Um. All right, France, Croatia. Where are you leaning? And how the game's gonna go? Yeah. I really don't want France to win. It's not that I don't root for them or don't like them. I just... This is a World Cup that I'm excited. I, As you know, I would have dreaded yeah. Belgium or England playing yeah. each other. And then had one of them made the final, I would have been pretty clearly rooting for the other side there. Yeah. But I don't really mind France or Croatia winning Yeah, if this. France wins, it'll be good for them because their program has probably produced the most on-field talent since the last World Cup. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. They have put out the best 11 all things considered, Brazil's up there, Germany's up there, but you look at France, they don't really have any positional deficits. Germany didn't have holding midfielders. Brazil actually didn't really have any positional deficits, but their depth was... Yeah, so that's fair. I, I mean, we saw that with the outside backs. I think you could say Pavard at right back is probably yeah, the quote-unquote worst French yeah. player, and he's pretty darn good. Yeah, and the other thing with trying to play these jam-packed sides with talent is you somehow you sometimes need role players. Right. I know this is kind of a, a pithy thing that Sir Alex Ferguson used to say, but you need seven or eight world-class players to win titles or win matches. You need three guys that are really good role players. And Conte is... A world-class yeah, role player. He's a world-class role player. Look, you can go read other stuff if you want to hear how good he is. Whatever. I... He gets so much credit because he does all these dirty things. Look, I love him, but he's a world-class role player, but he's right. so good at that, and you need that. Yeah. Pavard, really good. Hernandez are really good. And then everyone else on that side is a world-beater. And Giroud plays like a role-player because I don't think he's really a star in my eyes. Yeah. But their midfield is incredible. Matuidi's also a role-player. But everyone else in that squad is a match-winner type of player. You know who would play like a star in the France attack? Had they called him up and let him oh, play? Oh, Andres. Andre Pierre Gignac. Yeah, your guy? Yeah. I miss Andre Pierre Jr. Yeah, it's a shame. I wish he would be starting for France, but I kind of get it why he's not. Uh, Croatia, it would be really cool to see Croatia win a World yeah, Cup. I would love it. It would, obviously, it means immense amounts to everybody who wins a World Cup. Yeah, and France, you know, it would they've, be only won, they've only won one. It yep. was in 1998, and they've been a good side, but... The, the heartbreak of 2016, hosting the Euro, falling yeah. short to that o- Portugal o- team. 06? Yeah, God, Zidane dragged that team, and then that final, the way it went, I'm sure yep. it was heartbreaking. Yep. This is this is a team that's been close, and they mm-hmm. haven't won. They, it's going to... Uh, it means so much for everyone. It, it's, again, it's stupid to say. Yeah. The World Cup means no one, no an one immense amount to everybody who wins it. Yeah. But Croatia would be really cool to see a country of that size First win time World, World Cup. Cup winners are cool. Yeah. It's it's a small club. It's smaller than you think. Yeah. And most people forget Uruguay. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know, that's... <laughs> Uruguay won two World Cups and yeah. he's been a player on the world stage, but people want to write that all, oh, 1930, whatever, fine. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, I don't know, seeing Modric and Rakitic and Perisic, those guys who have worked obviously so hard for this, it, it would mean so much to them. Uh, Zlatko Dalic, their manager, kind of coming out of nowhere and being thrust into this yeah, situation. Yeah, great like, job. Yeah, and getting them to the World Cup, first of all, which was a was task with where they were at, and then, you know, getting to this point where now they are playing for a World Cup final. Um, 
Obviously, my hope for this is my hope for every final. I hope it doesn't get cagey. I hope it's not 2014 and 2010 all over again, but it probably very well could be because it's a World Cup final and it's such a massive stage that it's just yeah. bound to end like that. I think France's game plan is going to take the air out of the game. Croatia's going to press hard, and I think they're just going to try to play balls over it, or they can beat the press if they want, but they're not going to give Croatia space and time. But... The more France goes forward, the more space Croatia has. So yeah, like, I think the best the best scenario for this game from a purely neutral perspective France of scores. that pretty football. I think it's the other oh, way around. Really, and France has to come. Yeah, out I think you want Croatia. Space for I th- Croatia. Yeah, I think you want Croatia to score. I France on the counter is an attractive thing, but you saw against Belgium, they weren't particularly. They didn't particularly care to go on the counter. They yeah. wanted to lock it down. Whereas I think a Croatia goal would pull France out. And Croatia maybe isn't your stereotypical counterattacking side with pacey wingers. No. But I think that would make for the best no, yeah, kind yeah. of I think, spectacle. I think you're right. Yeah, that, you're right. I don't yeah. know why I said that. Yeah, you, I, I want to see just Croatia have to come score. But we did just see that. It's really hard to score against France when you need a goal. Right, and I don't think you can say Croatia is demonstrably better than Belgium and would have more success necessarily than Belgium did. Yeah. All right, Amit, time to put you on the spot. Who's winning the World Cup? I'm rooting for Croatia. My heart's with Croatia. But just like I said against Belgium, I just think this France team is really well-disciplined, well, they're versatile, they can play all different types of game, and they have better players in nearly every spot on the pitch. It's a KG World Cup final, and I think the last finals we've seen, the better team won in the end Mm. after kind of perspiring through. I think it'll be 1-0. I don't think we'll need extra time. I think it's going to be 1-0 and 90, and France is going to do it. I've been horrific at predicting this World Cup. That has been abundantly clear. I think the only thing I was remotely correct on was Argentina to struggle, and even then they still got out of the group. Yeah. I had Nigeria making a run. thought yeah. Colombia was going to make a run. Should have. Don't play three defensive midfielders, Jose Peckerman. thought Brazil was going to win. Not a bad pick. Didn't work. Spain to the final. I've been really bad at predicting this World Cup, so I just want to throw my dart one more time at the wall. Croatia 2, France 1. stop! You're putting the stick on Croatia! Hugo Lloris hasn't made his mistake yet. He's going to make it here. Pick France so that way Croatia wins. Nah, man. Nope. 2-1. Stick it with my guns. We haven't seen that Lloris mistake yet. Austin Miller stink. Nah, it's going to be good. Croatia fans, you know where to find him. (laughs) Come to Evanston. (laughs) It's going to happen this way. Lloris, in extra time, going to make the mistake. Look... As a Tottenham fan, you know it hasn't happened yet. It's, he's Look, due. You he's probably, due. You probably want him to make it here because it's either here or in a big moment for Spurs. No, that's no, okay. It's it's like a time thing. If he if he doesn't make it here, don't worry. He just gets it off against like Burnley in mid August. And yeah, you're fine with that. I'm like ah, that's a point we we should have had three, but. <laughs> The Premier League starts in August 11th. I know it's great. Yeah, you know who is the betting favorite to win the championship? Stoke? Yeah, baby. It's because their roster... It's because we're good. They're not They're not losing their players. Got rid of Kevin Vimmer. And the ownership is trying. Shakiri's probably gone, but Jack Butlin says he wants to stay. Yeah. And we're going to win the championship. Okay. Also going to win the championship. Croatia. Because Hugo Lloris is going to make Look, a mistake. I'm, I'm rooting for Croatia. I want Croatia to win. You just put the stink on him, so... Tottenham at home against Fulham the second weekend of the Premier League. Is that your Lloris error? Yeah. Yeah. The Sessegnon brothers, yeah. they're going to combine... One or Spurs volley from thirty. Yeah. Spurs at Watford first weekend of September also oh, has a Troy Deeney. Yeah, has a header that. But also drops. that's September, so that's the Harry Kane hat trick game. Oh, you're right. No, September yeah. you can't. Yeah, September it's gonna be full. It's the Fulham match. Yeah, Fulham's gonna get a point against Spurs. You heard it here first. Anything else you want to touch on? 
I think we'll do one more episode recapping yeah, everything. Recapping everything. I'll hand out my goal of the tournament to Costa Rica, which I'm excited to do. Yeah. Award is already in the mail. I'll come up with some fake awards. Yeah. It should be good. Yeah. It's unfortunate that a lot has happened this World Cup, but we haven't had a ton of really stupid plays, which no. is, is disappointing. There have been a lot of red cards. I know, no red cards. VAR like red ruining cards. the red cards. Yeah, VAR, get out of the World Cup. Um, all right, well, we'll do one more show. Yeah. It'll be with Croatia as world champions. That'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd also be fun if, if France were world champions. It'll sure. be fun regardless. That's yeah. what we do on the show. That's Amit Malik. I'm Austin Miller. Follow us on social media. I'm at Austin underscore James 906. He's at Amit K. Malik. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. We'll have one more show for you before we wrap up this After Dark World Cup. But enjoy the final. Enjoy the third place game, because that's where the drama is going to be at. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.